TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Touchdown at 10 Monday morning. You know what that means in the very first segment. Our guy Jay Gruden joins us. Jay, do I need to call Louisville on your behalf this morning with Coach <laughs> Satterfield headed to Cincinnati? Um, yeah, that'd be a good idea. It'd be fun to go back to Louisville and, and uh, be a GA. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> GA. You know, I, I was I was saying to Pete off the air. I was as soon as I saw that. And by the way, for those that don't know what we're talking about, Scott Satterfield leaving uh, Louisville for Cincinnati to replace Fickle. Uh, if there's like, I don't get the sense anytime I've ever asked you that you would love to be a college coach, recruiting this, that, the other thing. Uh, maybe that's the wrong sense, but but is is that the one job that you would really be intrigued by if if you had the opportunity? I'd be interested, but uh, college football now is I don't know if it's that appealing anymore. You have to recruit your own players now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. once you get them in school, it's it's really a nightmare, and all these portals and uh, this other money you got to uh, take care yep. of. You know, it's, it's it's really really difficult for these college coaches to succeed if you don't have the money necessary to keep your good players jay let me ask you this too i mean i i i gave him every chance when he started i know there were a lot of people that were skeptical but i gave him every chance i've seen a bunch of his games at jackson state on tv over the last couple of years i've been impressed with what Dion has done down there with very few resources he's going to a place now in colorado that certainly got the opportunity to give him a few more he had a great opening line though when he met with his team we bring our own dudes here so a lot of you guys, if you want to head to the portal, we've already got some positions that are spoken for. So if you'd like to leave, the portal is wide open to you. Thoughts on him really taking this seriously and becoming a a, a head coach and taking a second job at the Power 5 level? Because sometimes great players, just like we've seen in the NBA, great players don't necessarily make great coaches. Yeah, that's true. You know, Colorado has struggled with getting good players in that uh, building for some reason. I don't know what it is, uh, but Dion has the appeal. Uh, he'll be able to recruit. Uh, obviously, nowadays, with the way college football is going, it is going to be more about the money. You know, the guys who don't get any money probably aren't very good. So uh, it's going to be difficult for him still, but he will have that appeal for some of these young players that come to this team. Uh, uh, he'll get some good, solid players there, and I think he'll make Colorado competitive. Yeah, he'll get no. a great staff together, and uh, he'll find some players. He He's different. There's no doubt about that. He's interesting. Uh, but he also relates, uh, I think, uh, to today's young athlete, right? I mean, you know, he, he's, he's kind of got a, a unique style and all that stuff. Uh, Jay Gruden with us. All right, to the commanders. Um, 
So back in 2016, I was not traveling with the team as of uh, uh, at this point. You guys were in London. You had an opportunity to beat your former team then, the Bengals. Uh, you, I think, Hop missed a 32-yard field goal in overtime, if memory serves me correct, and you guys walked away with a tie. What did that feel like, and how difficult is it to accept a tie versus, I, I guess, a loss? Yeah, it's uh, difficult. It's, it's a unique situation because you walk out of there, you feel unfulfilled, but you can't feel too upset because you didn't win, but you feel like you didn't get the job done, but you feel like you didn't really fail. So it's a really unique feeling. You know, it, this stage of the year, tie is not the end of the world. Um, I think the games coming up obviously will be a huge of importance. The next time I play the Giants will be gigantic. Um, but, you know, you just go out there and compete and they had a couple calls go against them and didn't make a couple plays that were normally made by them. I thought they were the better team, but uh, ties better than a loss, I guess. Jay, is there any worse feeling for a coach than drawing up the right play and have the players not execute it? Because there was there was there were many examples of that yesterday, and I guess that's the territory you come in uh, with your backup quarterback. We're seeing it all around the league. I mean, Sean was playing with Wolford yesterday. I mean, Kyle's on his third guy playing with Brock Purdy. Yesterday, yet they somehow, you know, made it work. Uh, but when you've got the backup guy in there and you still draw up the right play, is that the worst feeling in the world when your players can't execute it at that point? Yeah, it's not good. You know, you, you try to spend a lot of time and try to get your players in the right position when you get them there and you get the right coverage and the guys are open and you can't hit them. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's tough where your offensive line can't protect or you blow a protection. Uh, it's frustrating. But, you know, you got to move on. And, uh, Players aren't perfect. Coaches aren't perfect. But you're hoping that at the end of the day, your good players will emerge and make the plays necessary to win. Um, with Heineke, we were talking about this. He sails a lot of balls. Is that simply because, A, he doesn't have the rocket arm strength and and, and then the, the normal or requisite height, I guess, in your eyes? What leads to, mechanically, a quarterback sailing balls he missed Logan Thomas at the five-yard line, wide open, first drive yesterday, missed Terry McLaurin last week, wide open in the end zone. What leads to that, Jay? I think sometimes when he feels pressure in front of him, he will throw off his back foot, and that leads to sailed balls when he can't follow through on his front foot, and that happens a lot. That happened three or four times in the game. He has got to figure out a way to not sail. Those Those things can be – horrifically go you can never throw a ball high across the middle that's one of the cardinal sins a quarterback has you can't throw a ball uh, behind a receiver on an out route you can't throw a ball high across the middle and taylor does that a lot and that's Mm -hmm. something that he has to fix uh pressure the the protection has got to get better especially internally they can't have people hitting him in the chest when he's throwing because that leads to high throws as well when he can't follow through Jay, on the other side yesterday jones gave them a a hell of a problem uh and look he's not you know, Lamar Jackson-esque, Justin Fields-esque when he runs, but he's mighty effective. What is it about him, certainly their plan, and uh, yesterday he was just a killer for Washington on third down. I mean, they just could not find a way to get him stopped, uh, of all people, as uh, Daniel Jones was one of the main reasons the Giants were able to get back in that game after falling behind 10 nothing with his legs. Yeah, I thought for the most part, Washington had great coverage throughout the game. They tried to have some big five-man fronts and really try to take Saquon out of the mix, and uh, and they had good coverage in the back end, despite having five bigs rushing the passer or playing more single-high stuff. Um, but 
when you do that, that will open up some lanes for the quarterback. And Daniel Jones is sneaky. He's got he's a very good athlete, a lot better athlete than I thought coming out of college. And he can't hurt you with his legs. And that's been their recipe for success in their wins uh, of their seven wins. Daniel Jones has been very successful with his legs. He's on my fantasy team. That's why I know he gets <laughs> like 70 yards a game rushing. <laughs> well, he was, I, I mean, he might be on your fantasy team, but you wanted him in 2018 or 2019, right? Didn't you like him? I did like him. You know, yeah. I still I still thought it might have been a little high for a quarterback okay. at that time. I kind of like some other guys, you know, to help on defense. But, yeah. you know, he, he's a good quarterback. He can run. He can throw. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of weapons. They didn't have a lot of things to go to down the field. You know, the only they threw a lucky go ball. The guy made a great catch. Right, right. right. Um, but for the most part, it was a struggle for them to get anybody open down the field. Um, speaking of uh, of Daniel Jones and 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 then uh, of course of quarterbacking play and and I love your answer on, on Heineke and and that description. Like you got two guys that were dueling yesterday, right? And both made some plays, as we mentioned. Both missed some things. They're both free agents at the end of the year. Like, what the hell do you do with these guys? I mean, and specifically Heineke. I mean, like, what do the commanders do? Because he's going to want, and I guess he's played well enough to probably get a lot more money than ideally you'd like to spend. How do you deal with that if you're a coach in Rivera's case and, and a personnel staff? That's a great question, and that's uh, the number one question that they have facing them this offseason, without a doubt. Uh, let's fix this season first. Let's see what happens at the end of this year. They have a chance to really get in the playoffs and and, uh, and really answer the questions with the way they finish the season. If they don't finish the season effectively, then they, I think they got to look for another quarterback. You know, and, and then they have to figure out who's free agents across the league. Who can we target? Who can we get? If the cupboard's empty, then you have to figure out who do you want to uh, – play with Carson Wentz or Heineke and, and that's a decision they have to make as a staff yeah Jay and, I mean what what do you make of Daniel Jones is he is he still a viable NFL quarterback as a starter in your mind I would love to see Daniel Jones with some weapons you know really I, I nothing no disrespect to the Giants receivers and tight ends but other than Saquon Barkley I just feel like they have trouble uh, getting people open and, and he's always under duress it feels like and he's having to scramble and run around I'd like to see him be able to throw more rhythm-type throws, get some guys open with some separation, see how he fares. I don't know if he's the most accurate guy, but I think he's accurate enough to perform well uh, with some people around him. Uh, until that happens, he's always going to be a guy that's going to have to scramble, move around, and use his legs, which he's been effective doing. They've won seven games already. So um, I, I do think he's young. I think he's smart. He's got enough arm talent uh, to uh, be the franchise quarterback for your team. He, obviously, you'll, there'll be better quarterbacks in the league. These Joe Burrows, Mahomes, Josh Allens of the world uh, make it difficult uh, to beat those guys. But Daniel Jones is is an effective quarterback and can, and can help you win games. And Jay Gruden with us, as he is every Monday at 10 for a touchdown at 10, former commanders. I should say former Redskins head coach, former Redskins head coach, uh, not a former commanders head coach, just for clarity. Um so I wanted to ask you strategically what you would have done. Fourth and four yesterday, Pete and I have talked about this uh, at the commander's 27-yard line uh, with 245, uh, 247 actually left to go and all three of your timeouts down by seven. Would you have gone for it as Ron did in that spot? They went spread, empty, five receivers. They ran uh, a three-by-two to the left uh, with the three side and then motion with Gibson. Would you have gone for it in that spot, Jay, or would you have punted knowing that you had three timeouts plus the two-minute warning still with a very good opportunity to get the ball back? 
Yeah, I probably would have punted, you know, and Ron proved to be right in going for it. You know, Taylor made an unbelievable scramble to his left and throw. Uh, they had that play blanketed. I saw that on tape, and and uh, there was nowhere to go with the football. And uh, fortunately, Taylor bought some time with his legs, and that's part of the reason probably why Ron went for it, because he figured that Taylor could do something with his legs if, if the coverage dictated it. And uh, he did make the play. But I think the way the defense is playing and they were, the way they're stopping Saquon for the most part, uh, probably punt would have been the safest play. But, you know, going for it and leaving uh, it on your players' hands uh, was, was the right decision. And then you have to decide when you do score a touchdown, you go for two for the win, or do you kick the extra point? Right. And what, to kick the extra point and then get the ball back. And what would you, just as an aside, as a follow-up to that, what would you have done in that spot? Because two years ago, in Ron's first year, in front of no fans at Giants or at MetLife Stadium, he did go for the two and they lost. But did you have a problem with the time remaining and all that, that he just went for the tie there? Or or what would you have yeah, done no, there? I, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't think he's wrong either way. I think uh, I think the way the defense was playing, like I said, I think going for the tie, and if it did go into overtime, uh, I think I just felt like watching that game, I felt like, Washington was the better team. We're going to make something happen and get the victory. But unfortunately, they had a a couple terrible penalties that weren't called or were called that that stopped them. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, it was a bad day for Brad Allen's crew. Um, You know, uh, Jay, I'm of the adage, the only time you can guarantee having the ball is when you have the ball. So uh, at that point, I I got no problem with him going forward on on fourth down because you – you know, even as yeah. good as your defense has been, you still may not – you can't guarantee you're going to get the ball back uh, in that situation. We're talking with Jay Gruden here on Touchdown at 10 as we do each and every Monday morning. Jay, the problem for them now, again, is injuries on the offensive line, and we've talked about this uh, a little bit, but just for those that might be new to our audience, when your center goes out, particularly in a game like that, the value of the center, all of the responsibilities uh, that he has – Describe for the audience how how big of a problem certainly that can be in game. Now with a bye week, they got two weeks to you know at least get it right with Nick Martin, a guy who's played for them before. But that's the that's the one guy seemingly on the offensive line, maybe outside of your left tackle, that you just can't afford to have uh, go down. And here they are back to their third center again this season. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You know, I used to lose sleep over uh, the thought of losing my center uh, just because I have to make all the calls and communicate with your offensive line especially if you have a young quarterback. You know, if you have a veteran quarterback, it may not be as bad where the veteran quarterback can, it can re-identify the mic and get the protections all square. But with a younger type quarterback like Heineke and, and a new center, uh, it can be chaotic, especially the way Wink Martindale, Martindale lines up in some of these fronts, these mm-hmm. odd fronts with uh, the A-gaps all covered up or overloads and all that stuff. you got to have great communication with your center, your quarterback, and your running back has to be in tune as well. Um, so, you know, it's something a lot of teams are dealing with. I know that there's a handful, about a dozen or so teams that are dealing with their second or third center or tackle or quarterback or what have you. Injuries are part of this game. You have to be prepared. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I guess spinning around the league in the remaining uh, time that we have, once again, Joe Burrow and the Bengals get it done over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, listen, it helps to have the talent that Joe B has. Uh, your guy Samaje uh, again, uh, a big part uh, of their resurgence here, if you will. Uh, what do you think it is about Burrow and the Bengals, and why they have Mahomes and the Chiefs' number, or is it just, hey, they're a pretty damn good team, and somebody's got to win, and they just happen to win a couple of close games? Well, they got a great team. There's no doubt about it. They have weapons. Uh, you know, T. Higgins and obviously Jamar Chase and 
Boyd. These are matchup nightmares for a coach. You don't want to play man-to-man, good luck. You know, it's Joe yeah. Burrow can flip a coin which side he wants to work. You know, so they have matchup uh, – uh, uh, great matchups across the board, and they have a quarterback that has poise and confidence and can move in the pocket. He can escape the rush. Uh, subtle movement in the pocket. Joe Burrow is as good as anybody in the NFL as far as just avoiding the first man, keeping his eyes downfield, finding his check down. He's a great, 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 great player. Jay, the thing about both of those guys in that game is neither guy seems to have a propensity to choke in the big moment. The big moment doesn't seem too big for either guy. And we're getting to a point in the league, across the league now, and maybe it's a product of what college is producing coming into the NFL. We're seeing fewer and far between with these guys right now. Are we worried that the quarterback position, as these guys maybe eventually cycle out, where the quarterback position in this game is going? Because this is probably the least amount of elite quarterbacks I've seen uh, in the NFL. You've been around the game for a long time. What, what do you observe? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the quarterback position is, uh, is struggling a little bit for about half the franchises right now. Um, there, there's some good ones. There's some young and upcoming quarterbacks. I think a lot of times when you have a young quarterback, people expect so much. They, they should be like Josh Allen or, or Patrick Mahomes in their young years, and it's not going to happen. That's a freakish type deal. Jalen Hurts has proven a lot of people wrong with his ability to play right now. Uh, but some quarterbacks, particularly pocket quarterbacks, they need time to develop. They need time to learn defenses and audibles and where to go with the football and, and just the nuance and the speed of the game. It's just totally different. So patience is not everybody's strong point in the NFL when it comes to quarterbacks. They expect so much so early, uh, and unfortunately, some of these guys just aren't quite ready. you got to give them time. And how would you like to be Kyle Shanahan right now? Yeah, you know, it's tough. <laughs> you know, I feel for them. I've gone through that yeah. situation. So, yeah, I know you uh, have. <laughs> fortunately for them, they have some unbelievable weapons uh, with Kittle and McCaffrey and, yeah. and Debo Samuel. They can get the quick games going and uh, the screens and all that stuff, so they can still be productive. And they also have the top defense in the NFL. So they, they will be competitive. Fortunately, the, the commanders, they get the third-string quarterback for them. They might get Cooper Rush in the last game if the Dallas is clinched to the five seed. So they have an opportunity to do some damage uh, against some of these teams with, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks. I was going to say, Lynch and Kyle just pulled your boy Josh Johnson off of the uh, the Denver practice squad. So bring my it- goodness, this is going to be a thirty eighth <laughs> team. <laughs> hey, that 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 performance that you and he cooked up in Jacksonville, uh, what was that, twenty eighteen? I was still one of my favorite games that I, I you know, that I I, yeah. I covered and, and watched. I don't know if it was one of your favorites, but it well, was. That's what coaches got to do. You have to, uh, you know, if you're going to have a quarterback come in for a short stint, yeah. um, you better have a guy that can run a little bit. No Josh doubt. can always escape the pocket and make things happen with his legs. Not the most accurate quarterback in the no, world, but no. he's smart and uh, he will escape with his legs. Jay, appreciate you, pal. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. You got it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jay Gruden, joining us here on the Team 980, streaming live for free as always, because Touchdown at 10 comes your way every day here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Set you free, why don't you, babe? Washington had plenty of chances to set you free from a tie yesterday, and they didn't do it. Giants, golden opportunity after pinning Washington back deep. Thibodeau makes a great play. Field position's definitely in their favor, and the Washington defense just wouldn't let them, wouldn't let them lose yesterday. I mean, Gano from 58, it's possible, but uh, you know he ended up short on that kick yesterday. His career high is 58. In fact... Uh, he hit a 58-yarder while playing for Ron in Carolina against the Giants. That's where he made his 58-yarder. So uh, kind of a small world there with Gano, former Washington kicker himself, who's had a hell of a career after uh, leaving Washington. But your 2020 tie, not a bad thing. It's better than a loss, and you still have a chance to affect head-to-head. And ironically enough, Chris, for the winner of that game, it's actually better because if you split, then you get into more obscure tiebreakers. Yeah. You know, if you end up in a multi-team tiebreaker or a head-to-head tiebreaker. Well, remember, I, I I picked the Commanders to make the playoffs at nine and eight, but what did I kept saying? And it was sort of in jest, like a fifth tiebreaker because right. of like some wacky yes. scenario. But I mean, I guess you could get that with with the ties as well but because of the tie it does probably eliminate right some of those potential tiebreaker scenarios right washington cannot afford conference losses conference losses and a multiple team tiebreaker fry washington right so um you know they're catching their the numbers are getting better in that category but for weeks now, watching this, the conference tiebreaker was something that was going to be a big factor for them. Mm-hmm. Now, they're getting into the great thing for them. They're getting into a position right now, Chris, mm-hmm. where if they end up in a tie with either the Giants or the 49ers, where a head-to-head is going to be simple tiebreaker. And if you can beat the Giants in two weeks right, and then somehow beat the 49ers and that great defense – with them having a third-string quarterback. Yep. And you say, well, well, wait a second. What are you talking about with the 40? Well, the Seahawks could very easily win that division. Correct. 
I mean, right now the Seahawks are the seventh seed at seven and five. But to your point, if Washington, you know, with Purdy, if and there was a huge win for them last yesterday because what Jimmy G went out fairly early in that oh, game, yeah. right? Like first so, or second possession. I mean, it's not like they they. It's not like it happened late. But I mean, if San Francisco again falters here down the stretch, um. You know, right now their conference record is six and two. Seattle's is five and four. Washington's is four, four and one. If Washington can put together a couple of conference wins here over the next couple of weeks, meaning Giants at home at San Francisco, and and again, those are two huge ifs, they would be six, four and one in the conference, nine, five and one overall. And uh And here's the thing. Niners Niners play Buccaneers next week. Right. Who are still playing for the NFC South right. that nobody wants to win. Is that at Tampa? That's at home. Okay. Uh, so Tamp so Tampa's got a then So Tampa's got Monday night tonight and then short week travel to San Francisco. Yes. Oh. Boy, the the league stuck it right up Tom uh, Brady. I mean, that is Keister that is there. the league at its worst. I was just bitching about this on Twitter with JP Finley mm-hmm. because the Commanders Giants game, you know, could possibly be flexed to a sun I mean, we'll find out in the next 24 Saturday hours. Or, it, well, it's it? more likely Saturday, but it could it could, especially with the Giants in the number one media market, right. it could be Sunday night, and then and then and then they play at San Francisco or Palo, the 49ers. Uh, at, at San Jose. I mean, it's it's Santa Clara. Obviously, but, with Purdy, it's 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 look. First of all, Purdy. He's I'm Purdy. telling you, he's Kyle so Shanahan's going to do fine with Brock well, Purdy. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he's Mister Irrelevant for a reason, right? I understand, but I, I'm telling you, Kyle's going to be fine with him. They play the Buccaneers, then they have Thursday night football at Seattle. There's your NFC West uh, game right there. Oh, right. And so San Francisco because the Niner, have... Niners won the first game with the Seahawks, twenty-seven right. seven. But also so. San Francisco, if if this is the case, right? It, uh, like back to the Commanders for a second. If the Commanders somehow get flexed yeah, into nine, the Sunday night nine, football nine spot, nine days to get ready for the for the right. Uh, the Forty Niners have the extra rest. The the Commanders have way short rest because that game's on Saturday, right? Christmas Eve because of Christmas Eve, right? Exactly. It's not even on Christmas Day, which again I don't want it to be, but I'm just saying. I mean, that's a long trip. Ah, God. I hate when the NFL does this. I know you can't solve every problem, but good Lord. Uh, see, I'm already worried about this. I just hope that they put the Commanders-Giants game on Saturday. I mean, you know, with, where the Giants will actually be on a short week uh, and the Commanders will be on plenty of rest. Mr. Mayor will probably go into that office and say, Roger, yeah. you tell your TV people to do us right. Yes. Tell NBC, no, no. We're not playing Saturday. We're going to play Sunday. I think Miami-Buffalo is also that particular day. So, I mean, I think that's a sexier matchup. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, too far ahead. Either way. But but the 49ers, in terms of the wild card tiebreaker with Washington, Seattle, San Francisco, and the Giants, Mm -hmm. the 49ers are home to Tampa, four days later play Seattle at Seattle, which is obviously not easy under Come any home. circumstances with a rookie quarter uh, with a veteran quarterback. Right. Never mind a rookie. Come quarterback. home to play the Commanders, right. go to the Raiders, and then finish with the Cardinals. I mean, it's possible that the Forty ers could beat Brady in the Buc- or should beat Brady in the Buccaneers. 
right? Short should? week, long travel. Should. Well, could. How about could? Nine and five. Well, they beat the Dolphins seven and two yesterday. In the, seven and two in the conference. And then... And then lose at Seattle and maybe lose to the Commanders. They've right? won and five they would be, in a row. They would, it, they would be in that spot. They would be nine and six and six and uh, seven and seven and four in the conference, if they, I did won, my math right. They've won five in a row and have not given up more than 17 points in any of those five games. Now, I mean, I mean, Granted, when, when you can run the ball like they, I mean, listen, McCaffrey's got to stay healthy now, especially. Right. I mean, but but for right now, they have. I mean, for all the injuries that they have, Mitchell, uh, obviously down to the third string quarterback, Trent was banged up. I, I mean, it's going to catch up to them remember, at some point. Remember the game they played a couple of years ago when Chase and Payne and those guys really just mauled. Nick Mullins. Nick Jim Mullins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see that kind of game there in San Francisco where the two defenses just smother the offenses. Oh, yeah. And it's a oh, Robbie yeah. Gold, Joey Sly yeah. type game. Yeah. I mean, I think both defenses are capable of doing that in that situation. Yeah. That game, though, yesterday from Frisco was was pretty damn impressive, though, against two of the Dolphins who'd been playing incredibly well uh, coming into that I mean, contest. How about this? Brock Purdy again, Mister Irrelevant, seventh round pick. He threw thirty seven times. Yeah, 20, I, twenty-five I, of thirty seven. I, I mean, I, I mean that's incredible. And how good is that forty nine er defense? Just one more note on them. Miami, as many skill talent people as they have, and I know Tua got banged up as well late. Oh uh, of seven on third down. Oh yeah. of seven on third down. That's how good that San Francisco defense is. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's going to get a head coaching job this offseason for sure, right? Uh, if I were the Houston Texans, I would hire him tomorrow. Okay. But that's but uh, but if I'm D'Amico, I hold out for a better job yeah. than that. Man, I, I watched a few minutes of that game yesterday just uh, during commercials of the Washington game. Mm-hmm. Man, it's Houston's bad. bad. Houston's bad. Deshaun Watson was bad. I mean, but he looked to like me, a guy. Would be Deshaun, exp- I saw his one Watson, interception yeah, in the end Deshaun zone. Deshaun Watson but, looked like a guy who hadn't played football right. in a long time. I mean, that's to be expected. Like anybody that thinks that that's going to be the Deshaun Watson that shows up here on January 1st. Now, I mean, maybe the commander's defense and defensive line forces him into some mistakes. But, I mean, I think we should just all like hit the pause button and just say the dude well, has not the, played a meaningful game in almost two Chubb, years. Chubb's the guy that worries you when you sure. play Cleveland. You, sure. You're just worried that they're going to run the football sure. and they're uh, offensive incredibly line. effective. And their offensive line. So you got any phone calls? Let's yeah, go. let's do it. Uh, let's go to Robert and Reston. He's been hanging on forever and a day. What's up, Rob? Sorry about the wait. How are you? The Bengals defense has and can get stuff when they need it the most. Come here. Hey, Robert. We got you, man. Come here, man. All right, you got to turn down the radio. Okay, let me turn it down. All right. I'm not even sure who he's listening to there. I think he is, but he's I. He's, I'm talking about the Bengals defense. I'm, I'm ready. There I'm you. ready, guys. All let right. me tell you. Uh, I, I got a couple of comments. Shoot. One is this guy Chase Daniels hasn't played for us in a long time. Chase Young. Um, whatever. We, <laughs> you, Chase Young. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. Chase Young. I mean, he might be whatever Chase Daniels got, at the end of his career. 
Yeah, yeah. Whatever we whatever we got going right now, let us keep it going. Chase Chase Young can sit on the sit on the sidelines, and uh, like I, well, a friend of mine and I used to argue. I told him I said we need to get Tua at the number number two pick. We need a quarterback. He was saying Chase Young, Chase Young. I said, look where we are now. Look at we at where we are now. Look what Tua doing, and look what Chase Young is doing. Yeah. So come on, man. The other, the other thing is, uh, uh, Henneke is a is a good quarterback. Uh, he just needs to make a couple of things. You got you got fourth you got fourth down or third down and one yard to go. You sprint out. You run for the one yard. Dive for the one yard, like other smart quarterbacks, good quarterbacks would do. I don't understand why he sits. Goes back to pass. There's nobody open. He scrambles all over the place, and he runs out of bounds. Well, because he's not a big quarterback. That. That's part of the problem. I mean, you know, he what? he's not a big quarterback. That's part of the problem with jamming him into all these quarterback sneaks that everybody wants him to run. You know, well, I, I, no, I mean, I it helps wanna, when you're Josh Allen size. I don't want a quarterback sneak. I want you to sprint out and – and either you do an option to, you know, pitch it to Robinson, or you run for the one yard, you know, or you pass it for the one yard, you know, run, pass, throw, option, do all that stuff. Have options on 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 a third down and one. Then you go. You got to punt the ball on fourth down and a half yard or one yard. Come on, it's not it's not a good it's not a good thing. Uh, you, you know, you gotta make you gotta make it. You gotta okay. make you gotta make a third down and one. You gotta make it. All right, that's fair point, Robert. I appreciate you hanging on so long. Uh, I, I would say this, Pete: third and ones are not the problem for this team. In 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 a lot of cases, it's third and ten. Yep. It's third and nine. It's third and ten plus. That's the problem. That's where this team, and that's exactly what happened in overtime in the sequence we were talking about earlier. Where they get in trouble, you cannot ask this guy. You cannot ask – I mean, you can ask Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Joe Burrow, and 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 sometimes they're going to bail you out. Please stop getting in third and ten plus. That's where the steam – like, everybody wants Scott to be a magician and to pull a rabbit out of his hat, and every third down – they want a better play call when it doesn't work out. Listen, I understand a lot of people, Roy and Brunswick, you have issues with, you know, uh, shotgun runs on 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 short yardage situations. Uh, yesterday, I watched, uh, uh, I forget the exact sequence, but they they were in pist. I think they were in pistol. Maybe it was true gun. They hand the ball off to Brian Robinson on I think it was third and one, and 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 they got it. I, I, to me, let's concentrate more on not getting in third and eight plus as opposed to, well, Scott Turner got conservative and he doesn't trust his quarterback and this, that, and the other thing. No, no, no. Let, let's try and do what worked in the Philadelphia game, which was to stay ahead of the sticks, not get behind the sticks, stay ahead of the sticks. Because this offense, when they are third and three or less, Pete, not that they're going to convert every third down, but the whole entire playbook, the entire, the entire operation is open, and it makes them much more dangerous. Coming up, we have P1 caller history in the making here. We'll do the trending so we can give this its proper amount of time 
when we return. Japan and Croatia underway. Late first half. World Cup knockout round. And caller history coming up right here on the Mm. Team 980. Streaming Mm. live for free on the Odyssey app. All right, as Pedro just mentioned, Japan and Croatia in the 43rd minute, nothing, nothing in the World Cup. How about this? Ian Rappaport just reporting the Panthers are expected to release quarterback Baker Mayfield. He'll hit the waiver wire today uh, when it is expected to become. As Ryan Powell would immediately say to me on Facebook in moments like this, as Japan, by the way, just scored in the 44th minute. So Japan, who's played five straight scoreless halves in World Cup play, nets one. They're up one nothing. Ryan Powell will literally in moments be asking me on Facebook, do you want to bring him here? That's a conversation we'll have tomorrow. <laughs> anyway. Sean McVay could hey, use him right hey, now. How about Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco yes. snapping him up, oh. huh? Yeah, we're Sean McVay. Jimmy Garoppolo out for the year. Brock Purdy as we've talked about, taking over Commanders at San Francisco on Christmas Eve. Lots of action before that. Commanders with the 2020 tie. They'll take the bye week and then reface the New York Giants. First time that the team has faced the same opponent in two consecutive games since 1966. Monday night football tonight right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. It is the Saints against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Coverage underway at 730. University of Cincinnati hiring former Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. Would Jay Gruden be interested in coaching his alma mater? Hit the Rewind app. Uh, Rewind feature, I should say, on the Team 980 and Odyssey app. Touchdown at 10. DJ Ugalele is entering the transfer portal. So is Keaton Slovis for a second consecutive year. And the Caps and the Edmonton fighting Connor McDavid's tonight at 8.30, 8.15. Your coverage on 106.7 The Fan. That's what's trending. The great Marvin Gaye on a Motown Monday. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Take us with you everywhere you go. We must. I've never seen this line before. We must go to line one. Pauly owes Chris an apology. Mother, mother, mother. Sing it for us, man. Hey, man, up to the W's, man. I was in a bad mood to heard that little Marvin Gate going on, that's man. Pro- that's, probably the best you, the that's probably the best you've ever sounded, Pauly. Compete, man. Yeah, see, y'all need to play that before I come on every time. I'm going to be so hyped up. Pauly wants, you know I mean? wants walk-up ah. music like he's a, like, like he's a, you know, a, a special guest. On the junkies. Uh, uh, like, uh, I am a special guest. I'm the guest to keep you rolling, brother. Yeah, Don't yeah. ever forget that. Yeah. Hey, look, let me say this, though. See, now you're getting me back up hype. Now, I came with all good intentions today. Now I'm ready to just say F it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Good, uh, Pete. How you doing? Rufio. Spectacular. Rufio. You was right, Rufio. Everybody hearing Rufio was right about Deion Sanders. Rufio was right. Okay. Ruf- right, Rufio is right about a lot of things that I don't get credit for. 
No, 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 no. You know, every now and then a blind, uh, a, a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know what I mean? You just uh, found yours. That's all. Yeah. See, like I said, you was right. You're still not invited to the cookout, though. And neither is Deion Sanders. But I'll say this to you, Rufio. You can come to the barbershop, bro. How about oh, that? Man? Thank you. I you know, appreciate like that. In, they're like you in the barbershop, man. We'll we get you a nice, good haircut, table cut. Got to get you looking good, man. You can't come to the cookout. You're too sexy. We don't want you taking all our ladies. Right, right, you know exactly. I mean? Or eating or eating all your food. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, eating is what you're not be doing. You can bring your egg and cook. That's about it. Oh, okay. Make sure you bring your seasoning salt, too. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> hey, look, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad y'all informed me of this whole Garoppolo thing because I was so sick and so mad yesterday. I didn't. <laughs> I turned my TV off. I didn't watch or participate with any NFL football after that game, man, because that was the most frustrating game I can remember in, in a long while, man. You know, look, y'all hit it on my man Jay Gruden. Not my man, but Jay Gruden kind of hit it on the head. He did too, uh, Rufio, with the Heineke thing, man. You know, hit, hit, short in stature, not a strong arm. He has to be flawless with his mechanics, and he's not. And that, that's a problem. It, it really is. And he, he needs to be more aware of that. You know, but I ain't going to kill my man because, like Heineke does, he came through in the clutch for us. You know, that last drive, that fourth down pass, the, the, the last drive scoring that touchdown, you know what I mean? That's what Heineke do. That's what he does. And that's why I love him. You know what I mean? Because in the clutch, I can count on him. Now, Scott Turner, stop defending him. There's no defending this guy. He is inconsistently – he's consistently – inconsistent with what he's doing. It's like now he don't know what I mean that that last drive of overtime, man. We get across the we get across the strike. Good play call with the Samuels thing. And then he just goes completely conservative. Bro, we needed ten more yards. Ten more yards to give Jody Sly an opportunity. And then it goes at, at least ten, at least five more yards to really take a yeah, Paul, your your phone is starting to Yeah, your your phone is starting to crank out on you. Yeah, we we we're, we're we're watching we're feeling you jump back and forth. We appreciate the call. And and you're making the same point that I made uh about getting that Samuel run and then getting you know ultra conservative there. The right. second down blow up didn't help and then the third down screen sideways pass to Samuel. You're just hoping. I mean, you're not you're you're not calling that play with you know, conviction that it's going to get you yards. You're right, just but hoping. at third and ten, they don't want him dropping back. Understand five, six, seven Understand. steps drop, whatever, and, throw and, the ball and, get, and getting shot. Got to throw the ball or, forward. or getting shot, uh, not shot, hammered. <laughs> uh, sorry, getting on two was in the backfield with right. an AR fifteen. But but, yeah. but but that's the point. Like everybody hates the play call, but think about the reason. Like I get it didn't work. If it worked, everybody would love the play. Kyle call. Shanahan but, called plays trying to win the game against the I Dolphins yesterday. That. I understand that third string. Quarter. I understand that. Okay, let's go to line two. Steve's in Columbia. What's up, Steve? Good uh, morning, gentlemen. Steve, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, okay, so I've been. So I'm sitting here right now. I've got DVR and I'm watching the game again. And I, instead of talking about overtime and things like that, I want to talk about why we should have never been there. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is Robinson running out of bounds on that on on a, what I've I've gone back and forth on that play. 
He knows he could have scored. All he had to do was plant his foot. I looked at it. I said, first I thought maybe he was out of balance, and that's what it was. He just ran out of bounds. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, Cam Sims had already blocked yep. uh, Moreau out of the play, and Cam Sims turned around and looked at him like, what are you doing? There's four points right there. That's early, that, that was early on, right? Uh, was that uh, right. Was that the first drive? I can't remember. That was the very first drive off yeah. of the off of the fumble. Yeah. He comes down there, and now we're out at the, he goes out at the six yeah. yard line. All he had to do was make it. I could have done it. I mean, he just all he had to do was just step to the right, and he walks into the end zone. There was one. Uh, then that got us into we're back at the six yard line, and then they just made bad play after bad play, and we end up with a field goal. So there's four points right there. Uh, second, and instead of being 14 to nothing, it's 10 to nothing. There's a lot of difference between 14 to nothing and 10 to nothing. That's one. Two, the intercept, uh, the pass interference, I've watched it. Moreau passes, he eyed it. And, and they don't show the, uh, the referee talking and, and changing the, changing the call. There is at least three more points if we don't score, but chances are we do. So there's seven. Then the call they made on uh, after Samuels runs for what, 16 yards? And he call a bogus call on Logan Thomas for that, uh, for that uh, block in the back. But I think that was a terrible call. There's three more points. I'm counting 17 points at this uh, that were cost by either referees or people not doing what they should be doing. We should have won this game easily. Uh, and I'm, it really tortured me off that we didn't. But I think that they're going to make the changes when it comes to the next game on Saturday. Now, you were talking earlier about one of the things that I have a real problem with, and you, you said Heineke's not big enough to quarterback sneak. I'm sorry. If you go back and watch the Indianapolis game, did he not quarterback yeah, sneak yes, into a touchdown yes. to win that game? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that he, he can. Weighs, he weighs two hundred. He weighs two hundred twenty-five pounds. He's behind the center guard. Uh, let them blow. All they got to do is move the guy a yard. I know, but you but can't do it. You can't do it every time. Shove him across. You can't yeah, do it every can. time. No, you can't. Absolutely. Listen, Tom Brady did it every single time. No, every you single. can do it every time. Good teams, quarterback sneak ends with one yard to go. Get the first down. Quarterback sneak it. You can do it. Make them stop you. Uh, Doc, Doc Walker says the same thing over and over again. Make them stop you. If they stop him from getting the first down, but they they never stopped us on a quarterback sneak. We've got an offensive line that is made for running the ball. It is not made for pass protection. We've got to just keep running the ball. And then the guy was talking earlier about why we got inside. The, right. We got there We in overtime. We should have been running the ball to pick up the extra more 10 yards. You said it yourself. We're getting ourselves in third and tens. Well, we should be in third and one. Well, yeah, but again, the problem is they did try and run the ball, and they lost three yards. Steve, we appreciate the passion, and uh, it's a good call overall. Uh, Listen, there's a million – Pete, right? Every week we come in here, there's a hundred different things that they – if they do it slightly better, if this break would have gone that way, if 
Taylor Heineke doesn't miss Logan Thomas. You know, whatever. If Brian Robinson doesn't run out of bounds, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If this call went, they could have won that game. They should have won that game. That's why I feel like I've got a, kind of a, I don't know, sour taste in my mouth. Whatever it is, but yet they also came from behind. So um, I can't say they should have absolutely better. won that game. We're yes. expecting better yeah. right now the, because the of the way of they played. The level of expectation, played. you're right. The level of expectation has been risen, and now you've got two weeks to prepare for a rematch with them where – Quite frankly, there's a lot on the line. You now have the ability to have the head-to-head tiebreaker in your favor with a win in that game, and that could come up large here over the last couple of weeks of the season. 301-230-0980. More of your reaction next right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 